Welcome to the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James debate. Now, naturally, I do not sit here and record a debate between two NBA players like that. I'll talk about the two NBA players and who I feel like is better, but I've never actually went into detail about it because I didn't think it was that serious. And normally, when it comes to the GOAT debate, I have a simple answer. That's Michael Jordan. That's still my simple answer for right now. But the next time you ever hear me do one of these, that's if I finally figure out that I not figure out that I finally agree with with a lot of y'all in saying that LeBron is the GOAT now. That's if my change. That's if that changes within the next few years throughout his next what two years he's gonna be going to year eighteen next year. So about oh, uh, it's I guess three years my fault for uh, year twenty. We'll see what happens between these next three years and whether or not my thoughts on him changes. But I'm not here to pick a side. Like I said, quite honestly, I don't care for either one of these players. My favorite player of all time, my GOAT, is Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. So I'm not defending anyone here. I'm bringing up points because this past week and a half, two weeks, after LeBron won his fourth NBA championship, once again, people are bringing up receipts. People, no, not receipts. People are bringing up false narratives about both players, about their careers. And I'm here to set the record straight for people who either A, don't know, or B, needs clearing, uh, some clear information. I got you. Oh, I should say clear information. Uh, understanding whatever so let's get started here alrighty basically now that LeBron's won his fourth championship the first thing people said well this has been going on since he won his second championship actually was that he was the greatest player of all time you know most people are gonna say you know no that's only two championships he hasn't even won you know it's, you have to win at least what three to four to get in that range of the GOAT. Even at that time period and when he won in 2013 with the Miami Heat, I didn't feel like he was better than Larry Bird just yet. Some of y'all got to look at Larry Bird's absolute peak. The man was averaging, I believe it was 25, 10, and 6. And that was just, that was just based, that was that for like four or five years straight. And LeBron has an average of double-double. This is his last this past season that just ended, that's his first double-double in his career that he's averaged for a career season. I thought Larry Bird was more impressive doing that. When 2016's championship came around, that's when I'm like, all right, I guess I can agree now that he is better than Larry Bird. Either that or they're on the same level. Most likely, LeBron was better anyway, especially two years later. Maybe 17 and 18 happened. I was like, okay, okay. He's better than Larry Bird. Is there. But was he better than Jordan? I didn't think so, quite honestly. Because I thought he even said himself that he was still chasing the ghost in the ghost of uh, Chicago, which was Michael Jordan at the, the 2016 championship. But then I seen another one saying that he he thought he was the greatest player of all time. So I don't... It's back and forth. I have no clue. Now... 
the thing is with this debate is that majority of you people out here have been bringing up lies. And I don't appreciate that. Like I said, I like both players. I know what they've done to the game. I know what they bring to the table. But the fact that you're trying to discredit one's career while raising up the other one, that's 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 enough for me, dog. I don't know what y'all doing. So let's break it down. Let's break it all the way down. The reason why you can I can see people saying LeBron is the greatest player of all time is because when he decides to finally hang it up, which I don't know, I'll assume after I'll assume about year twenty sometime between that and later on after that, who knows? That he's gonna be the all time leader in points, top five in assists. I think top, he might get top 10 and I mean, I think he's already top 10 in steals, so he might get higher up in steals on that. Uh, potential, uh, potentially the number one and turnovers because he's played 20 plus years at the small forward position. So he handles the ball a lot too. Let me see. He's already got the all time, uh, playoff record. Because he just surpassed Derek Fisher. I believe that's what that was. He just surpassed Derek Fisher in that. So far, he's made 10 NBA Finals. He's won four of them, of course. I'm trying to think, was that it? I think that's about it from his career highlights. So, yeah, if you go off of just that alone, you can see why I can see why people would put him up there. But there's other factors into it, you know. One of the factors that I believe in is that um, if you're a team that grabs LeBron and put you and put him on your team, you're no longer rebuilding. You're no longer looking at the future plans. You're in a right here, right now moment, which ties in perfectly to the when LeBron leaves a team, the team becomes trash compared to the one year. That Michael Jordan left to play baseball, the Bulls were still good. Now, let me educate y'all real quick on that one. When LeBron left Cleveland the very first time in 2010, Cleveland is a bad organization all around anyway. It's a trash organization. They can't, they, they only know how to, they only know what they're doing over there. 90, 90% of the time, they don't know what they're doing. So when he left, that's that's the first understanding. He left there, the team was trash. There is no second, third best player because normally when a star player, like when he left that team, I believe, I, don't be surprised if half the roster was gone too because not everyone was on long-term deals. He had a one-year contract and there was in the, we got to win now to keep him in Cleveland. So if you go look at those rosters from 2010, to the next year in 2011, most likely the roster looks different outside of one-year, two-year players who just got into the league. Whenever he left Miami, Miami was not bad team. They got injuries. Dwayne Wade had got an injury. Chris Bosh's blood clots happened. I feel like something else happened with that team. Probably something else happened with that team. But that team took one year off, recovered, Got it. Got healthy. Came back the next season and made the playoffs. So the team didn't fall down. But Pat Riley is the reason why that team stayed afloat. 
he's not he's not gonna let his organization fall because he lost one player. That's one guy. He's like, nah, I can rebuild this team. It's gonna take just a year, but he's rebuilt that team. So coming into that 15-16 season, they were back in the playoffs. They was almost making the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's only two years after LeBron was removed. Now, when he left, now when LeBron went to Cleveland the second time, and he, once again, you're looking at two different rosters. If y'all remember that Cleveland team, that Cleveland team had George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, Kevin Love was still there, Tristan Thompson was still there, J.R. Smith was still there, um... City Osman, which if you're a Cleveland fan, you know who that is. If you're not, you don't know who that is. City Osman, uh, Ain't Ain't Zichis or whatever his name is. Those players were on the team. When LeBron left, now look at the team now. You can even look at the team last year. You can look at the team when LeBron left. Majority of those players are not even on the team no more. Jordan Clarkson's not on that team no more. George Hill's not on that team on anymore. C.D. Osmond still is. Kevin Love still is. Tristan Thompson still is. J.R. Smith no longer is. Cal Corfer was on that team. He's not on that team anymore. Basically, within, what, a year, a year and a half, maybe, half a year, all them players that were on that 2018 finals Cavs team is out the door. Outside of Tristan Thompson, he might just be a Cavalier for life. I don't know about that. He might be. Who knows? I don't think he's ever leaving, unless he goes back home to Canada or something to go play with the Raptors. But other than that, they have not even. They only know what they're doing right now. They got they re-signed Kevin Love, but don't want Kevin Love's contract anymore. They got Andre Drummond for a year, maybe another year, because he's not turning down what twenty-seven million dollars to go to free agency. It's not happening. They haven't even made the right moves. They keep, they have Colin Sexton on the team, who, in my opinion, should be it's going to be a nice scorer, but they haven't built anything for him to succeed yet. So, once again, the Cleveland Cavaliers have not built a winning culture when LeBron leaves the team. You knew he was leaving the team. I don't know why they thought he wasn't leaving. They knew he was leaving the team, and they still didn't do anything about it. They still didn't build a new franchise player they still didn't do anything they just let him walk re-sign Kevin Love to a massive deal for whatever reason all that just to be bottom of the league that's twice that's twice so he's left the Cleveland Cavaliers twice and they have not done anything now for the Los Angeles Lakers either A he retires as a Laker or not but it's the same formula he got there in 2019 you had young guys. You had Lonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Cal Kuzma. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was there. I think that's it, basically. And a couple draft picks here and there. But all that got traded for AD minus Kuzma for whatever reason. All that was traded for Anthony Davis. They got Anthony Davis. They got veterans. Basically, the younger guys on the roster, what, Cal Kuzma, Alex Caruso, Tyler uh, Hornet Tucker, that's like three, uh, Costas Altonacupo, that's like four or five players on that roster that's young, but they're not going to get that much PT. Cal Kuzma, Alex Caruso will, but uh, about the other players, 
depending on the roster for next year. You know, they got a lot of veterans on there. They got guys who's been in the playoffs, guys who's been into the finals in Rondo, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. They have those players on that roster. But let's just say LeBron, let's just say Anthony Davis re-signs for the same amount of years that LeBron has on his contract. Let's say that. Because if I'm Anthony Davis, that's what I'm doing. I'm not going to stay on a team that I feel like is not, we're not even right now, we're just, we're holding on to us too. And that's it. The NBA Finals showcased that only LeBron and AD was real threats in the playoffs, well, in the finals, and everyone else were 10 points and below. That's it. With that, that, with that being the case, I wouldn't even want to sign a crazy five-year deal because if LeBron leaves, it's just me. It's just Anthony Davis. That's it. He just left New Orleans because of a situation close to that. Even though he had he had players like Drew Holiday still over there. So that's another 20-point per game scorer. So he had another guy that was with him for that long, but the team was trash. This would be the same case here. And that's just if LeBron decides to stay in L.A. and pass his contract. That's what I'm saying. So, and let's just say, what, next year, I think he has a player option for next year. Let's say next year after the 2021 season, LeBron says, nah, I'm done. I did my part for L.A. And Anthony Davis like, yeah, we're done because I signed the same, I got the same deal. They both leave L.A. to go do whatever they want to, whether that's A.D. to the Bulls, LeBron to whatever team he decided to play on, if it's not the Lakers anymore. You know where the Lakers are at now? The Lakers will be a trash team once again, having to rebuild, hoping that another star player comes available and plays for L.A. That's the situation that's going on right there. Now, here's that's from the LeBron side of things of leaving organizations and they becoming trash. We got to look at the Michael Jordan situation because I think a lot of y'all forget what's going on here. So, when Michael Jordan won, when the Bulls won their third championship in 1993, Jordan called it quits because in his mind, he done everything he needed to do for basketball. Now, whether or not that's for his gambling problems or the supposed, which makes no sense that he got suspended because he's basically the face of the NBA. Why would they suspend the face of the NBA? That's like LeBron at his peak bringing in all this money and they suspended him. That's not happening, people. That that would not happen. I don't know what y'all thinking. But he said, got my three championships. I'm good. I feel like I'm in the same same name as Magic and Larry Bird, two guys that he's been focusing on his career with. After he reached that status, he's like, all right, this is a career. I'm done. I'm out. And the thoughts about this is that it's like, you know, he left in the same Bulls team. I mean, that Bulls team went on to win 55 games. Hey, hey. They still have the same coach, Phil Jackson, meaning they still run a triangle offense. Two, Scottie Pippen is still on the team. Horace Grant is still on the team. B.J. Armstrong is still on the team. Bill Carwright is still on the team. Steve Kerr is still on the team. Stacey King, they brought in Tony Kukoc, Luke Longley. John Paxson is still on the team. Basically, your 93 champions 
I mean, your 93 champions a year later are all still here. If you still got the same coach, you can still run your same game plan. You should be able to still be a real good uh, team despite losing one player. And yes, Michael Jordan is still that guy. But uh, but with Scottie Pippen taking over the scoring load and other players stepping up a lab, I think this is the year that B.J. Armstrong became an all-star for whatever reason, like 14 points a game, whatever. I guess they just needed somebody in there. They did all that. And they're still a complete team. That's something that has not been seen before, really. Because normally, uh, let me see. I think the last evidence would that be would be, what, 2017 Thunder? Durant leaves the Thunder. And they still got Russell Westbrook to count on. And they still made the playoffs. They didn't go too far in the playoffs. First round exit, by the way. But the fact that they still was above. They were still a team. They didn't fall off the face <clears> of the earth. That's what happened. What y'all don't talk about, y'all only talk about that one year. What you don't talk about is the next year, the 94-95 season. You see, this is where famously Jordan came back for, let me get the facts right. Hold on. Jordan came back and played 17 games out of 82 games. The team finished with 47-35. and 35. You know what that means, right? That means the team was changed. This is this would be a year and a half after Jordan left and before Jordan came back. The team has changed. There's no more Horace Grant on the team. So your defensive, their fourth, their fourth guy who was normally not fourth guy, their third guy who's normally there, he's no longer there. BJ Armstrong's still there. They brought in Ron Harper. Steve Kerr's still there. Tony Kukoc is still there. Luke Longley's still there. Scotty's still there. They got a couple pieces here and there that was there from last year. Overall, the team was bad. The team was horrible. So from 55 wins to 47 wins, what happened? I can't. I only think I can even account for how many games they won with Jordan coming back. So. Let's say they could probably they probably went five hundred between uh five hundred for seventeen years. I mean for that seventeen games. So if that's the case, the team was gonna most likely miss the playoffs if Jordan decided, nah, I'm not coming back this year, I'll come back the next year. So what'll be the talking point then? Jordan leaves, the team became I mean, the same team that just won 55 games minus a handful of players here and there came to make the playoffs. That looks bad on Scottie Pippen's head along with the rest of the Bulls organization. So, and then after that, I guess we can keep going with that one is that, uh, after their 90, after their six championship in 98, the whole team pretty much left <laughs> and they didn't make the playoffs again. No more. They never played the playoffs again until the 2000s. So, what does that mean? Does that count for Jordan? Jordan's run there. Uh, Jordan leading the team again or not? That's my question. That's that's the question I have. Because I don't think so. And, of course, he came back again for the Washington Wizards. But it's the Washington Wizards. They're, they're trash. It doesn't matter what, what he was doing over there at 38, 39, 40 years old. But he wasn't changing anything about that team. 
So my second my second outline here is that who had the better sidekick? So for whatever reason, I don't know why y'all think this. Scottie Pippen no, Michael Jordan did not win a playoff season until Scottie Pippen got there, technically. But one thing is for sure, Michael Jordan stayed in the playoffs. So it's not like he wasn't in the playoffs during, uh, during before Scottie Pippen. That's one. Number two, the Bulls won their first championship in 1991. Scottie Pippen has been on the roster since 1988. That's a three-year difference. And even his first year, he wasn't important. So, no, Scottie Pippen did not make Jordan better. He was just another rotational player for his first, what, first year, first two years, maybe. His first year, then maybe the second year, he started becoming something, somebody that Jordan can rely on. It ain't like he was a good rookie or anything like that. But the next year, he was looking good. And then he just got better. So outside of Scottie Pitt, that's the only sidekick Jordan has. Horace Grant is a third piece, but people don't talk about Horace Grant. You guys talk about Dennis Rodman over Horace Grant. Offensively, you go with Horace Grant. Defensively, I guess you take Dennis Rodman, even though he was just a rebounding monster. Defensively, eh, I don't know. I don't think he held his own against some of the better bigs in the league. Horace Grant could, I think. I think if Horace Grant was still on that team with Dennis Rodman, they would have made that work out perfectly, in my personal opinion. That's just me, though. But compare that to LeBron's teammates that he's had for his championships. Is Scottie is who's better, Scottie Pippen or Dwayne Wade? I don't think that's a real conversation to have. Dwayne Wade is the third greatest shooting guard of all time behind Jordan and Kobe. He has a full career on his own. Better than the two years that Scotty spent with the Bulls with him being the number one option. Dwayne Wade has the 2006 championship that rivals, what, Michael Jordan's championship uh, finals MVP from a shooting guard. That's which push his name up there even higher. Dwayne is better than Scottie Pippen. Let's, let's be honest here. But the next up is Kyrie Irving. Is Kyrie better than Scottie Pippen? Offensively, he's better. Defensively, Scottie blows him out the water. That's not even competition. Between the two players, Scottie's made the playoffs one time by himself. Kyrie has done it one time by himself with the Boston Celtics, 2019, not 18, because he got injured. But that's where, see, this is where the what ifs come in for Kyrie. People's like, oh, you know, he never led his own team to a championship. Yes, but also, I've already said, I've said this before, that if if Kyrie wasn't hurt and he played in those playoffs in 2018 and the Boston Celtics got that far to the Eastern Conference Finals, they could have potentially beaten LeBron's Cavaliers in 2018. That Cavaliers team was literally LeBron James... Sometimes Kevin Love and no one else. The Boston Celtics young guys came up big time. But they probably they didn't the reason why they didn't win is because they didn't have a legit closer. In my personal opinion, Kyrie would have been that closer 
to ensure them going to the NBA Finals, in my personal opinion. But that's a what-if scenario. So we're not doing what-ifs here. So we can only look at the 2019 Boston Celtics, who lost in the second round in five games. That's as far as Kyrie has gotten. And right now with the Brooklyn Nets, I can't even call it a Kyrie-led team. In my personal opinion, Kevin Durant is the best player on that team. I don't care what they say. I don't care what you people say. Durant is the second best player in the NBA behind LeBron still. I guess because he's coming back from an injury. We'll see. But I still got KD up there as a KD fan, which is weird. Whatever. Scott Pippen, on the other hand, he's gotten to, what, the second round himself and lost. And that's it. Outside of that, he became a role player to other championship uh, caliber teams like the Houston Rockets, like the Portland Trailblazers, up until he finally retired. So, are they on the same level, or is Scotty higher because of that one season that they actually made the playoffs? Because the next season, they was borderline not going to make the playoffs if Jordan didn't come back for those 17 games, whether or not Jordan increased that playoff uh, uh, increase their wins or not. I have no clue. I don't have the receipts for that one. So I'll go... I guess I can still go with Scotty with that one, and that's by inch. That's like by hairline. By easily hairline. And then the big one here is Anthony Davis or Scotty Pippen. That's the difficult conversation to have. Because people are using Anthony Davis's or... I should take that back, using the New Orleans Pelicans unable to build a championship caliber team around Anthony Davis and try to say he's never took his team to the NBA Finals. Listen, people, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. They're just now a competent organization right now. The first year they made the NBA playoffs was 2015. And the only reason why they made it in is because my Thunder got hurt. Kevin Durant was hurt for Mike Thunder. And they they had the tiebreaker over us. That's their first year in the playoffs. They got swept by the Golden State Warriors. They didn't even touch the playoffs ever again until 2019. People, so 2015 to 2019, that's a four-year difference. Anthony Davis is is still playing great. Where's his sidekick? This Drew Holiday. That's it. He only had Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday is a really good combo guard. But he's more of a third piece. More than a second option. His second option didn't come until DeMarcus Cousins in the 2018 trade deadline when DeMarcus Cousins was traded to the team. But while that, and that team did make the playoffs in 2019. My fault. They did make the playoffs. But DeMarcus Cousins didn't get to play the playoffs because that's when he got injured. Once he got injured, it was pretty much a done deal with the Pelicans. They made the playoffs. They made the playoffs and they swept Portland. They played against Golden State and lost in five. Thing is, with their denominator, is that no DeMarcus Cousins. So what happens if DeMarcus Cousins was playing and healthy and helped in that playoffs. You could have potentially looking at a Western Conference Finals to a Finals appearance by that team. 
Maybe we would maybe we would have gotten the um, Pelicans versus the Raptors in the championship. You never know because Anthony because uh, Demarcus Cousins was hurt. That plays a major factor into why the Pelicans didn't go farther in the playoffs. And was tough for their second run, his second only time playoffs. He made it to the second round for five games. That's impressive. And then I got to look back to Scottie Pippen once again. Are we still putting up that one year as his best performance ever against Anthony Davis's potential? What? We're going up against the best team in the um, Warriors or not? I said 2019. I meant 18. I'm, my apologies. I'm, my years are messed up on that one. 2018 is when DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. 2019, DeMarcus Cousins was a warrior. 2019, the Pelicans did not make the playoffs because they set AD out because AD wanted to be traded. I got y'all. I'm here still. I got you. I got you. Uh, let me put a pause on this.